Largo de vacia de mai de oiona pra So this is something significant that I would like really for people to, to, to hear. You know? Because at the moment, you know, what's happening now is I'm coming down just to some very fundamental points in, in this expression of mine. It's just simple, simple things. You say, if someone is genuine, I just, they don't want to waste time. They just want to get to the point. And so do I. I just want to get to the point. Because I don't see any deliciousness in words being spoken, you know, without the power of the heart. I have no time for that. No? So, if someone wants to go through, then I'd like to meet this one. Because then, you know, it's, it would be very easy for them just to stay with the basics, to stay with the simplicity. Because the truth of the matter is the mind is drawn to complex philosophical, you know, ex, you know, expounding of truth and all of that. But the fact is, it doesn't help anybody. In the end, it just gives you a fat head full of information, but you still will not have made it. And somehow, perhaps you will not be disappointed, you know, because maybe in some way you're still avoiding. You know, and maybe you know that you're avoiding, but still something is pretending for whatever reason that is. But if there's someone who genuinely has had a, a kiss of that spirit and they just want to completely be, be merged with it, they will, they, will, they will find what I'm speaking appealing because I am just telling you right here. I'm not sending you one millimeter to the left or the right. I'm saying right here. Let's start right where you are. This is my feeling. Because there will always be some uh, some area of your dynamic expression that could still do with a bit of cleaning. You understand? I'm sure it is the same for the sages. No? There will always be some little thing, you know, actually I could clean this up. It's still a, but it's not a big deal. You know? It's not a big deal. Because it doesn't interfere. It's not blinding you to the awareness that you are. It is just some, some little itch inside the dynamic expression, which totally is a bit unreal, but we cannot dismiss it totally because it is the, it is the area of proving your spirituality also. Because if the, if the tree is good, the fruit will be good. If the tree is not good, then the fruit maybe is not good. So the, 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 the dynamic life, the, the, the daily, daily life, is, should be the fruit of your understanding. It will be expressed in the daily life. So we can't dismiss it. But don't make the daily life your goal. You know? It is just the area in which the, the wisdom of your understanding is shining and you, know, you are tasting the fruits of your, of your sadhana, your, your practice. But at this point, I, I, it's worth mentioning again that even after the state of awakening, of uh, self-realization, of course you can look and say, yeah, you know, actually, there's a little bit of this is there, if you want to even say that, but I don't feel the sages are thinking about those things. If you look, your look will be intuitive, it will be the universe looking, you know, and either it, it, it moves to remove something, or it, it, it just leaves it as insignificant. You know, we cannot say ahead of time, we cannot make a book about these things, we cannot make a chart about them. We cannot make some kind of um, model for that because it's so aligned. You never know 
you can never guess the spirit. You see? Because in each moment it can be expressing uniquely. But the source is always constant, so is the sense. Because although you know you can look and say this is a tangible world, you know, it's an oriental world, it is solid, it's real like this, you know. But when you speak about your life, you really make reference to the earth and the and the elements. Is that the elements you're talking about? You're not you're never talking about wind and and fire and and water and air and space. You're not talking about these things. You talk about your feelings. Uh, your attitude and your relationships. You're not talking about the elements, you know, unless you're talking about the most refined form of the elements as is expressed through the vital force or something. But you're not talking about the earth, you're talking about your your emotions and your feeling and your conditioning and uh, projections and desire and attachments. You know, they're not directly elemental in that way. So we're not talking, they're not objects. You know, in that they are, you may say, you know, psychic objects because they have a kind of, they have a sort of force with each of these concepts when they're believed in and so on. They have, they have a texture. They have, they have quality. So you can say, in the most, from the most refined perspective, that they become kind of objects, but more kind of conceptual objects, but more subtle objects. And an object uh, or quality cannot perceive itself. It's not sentient. It is just an object appearing in the sentience. You see? But we can become more refined and say that even the objects, even the inanimate objects, are somehow arising out of sentience. So you could say that from that perspective, ultimately they are also sentient. But is it useful to say this? Because I can't sit and have a conversation with a table leg. You understand? I can't sit and talk to my shoes. You understand? So we don't need to go that far. Just a certain amount of understanding uh, at a deeper level, say, okay, this is understood. But in practical life, what do I need to know? You need to know that your eye, the most, the most, the purest eye, it is not a form. We are talking about the world of names and forms. We are interacting with the world of names and forms with feeling and intention and all of that. So there's the forms and there's the, there, there's the effect of identity corresponding with those forms and then the feelings that, that it generate and all of that. But for me, all of that together, I call that the play and the product of the waking state, of the liquid consciousness. It is okay. You know? It is expressing now too, even in these words, it's doing there. But because the words are refined, because they've gone through the filter of, of the understanding of real seeing, you see, and they cannot contaminate. They're just like, you know, it's like taking dirty water and putting it through some, you know, some filter of sand and, and you know, refining, um, you know, uh, things, and it's coming out clean water. The clean water was potentially in the dirty water, but you have to take out the filter the filthiness, and then the clean water come. You can see. The filter is called satsang. The filter is the satsang, it is true. The filtering is the satsang. The, the pure water is there, but you cannot drink it with all the all that filthiness. It has to be sipped out somehow. 
whenever we speak in this way, the sincere beings, you know, they immediately feel the vibration of of that because it throws off the dirt. It's like it's filtering right now and it just takes out the dirt and leaves only the pure being. And that has a pure vibration inside, so the spaciousness and peace again, light. So again you're drinking the pure waters of the self again. This for me is the living sadhana because if it's going to take six months or six hours, I say there's something not truthful about it because the self is, is here. We're always taking that we, the, what I would call the unreal self, is the thing which is most present and, uh, and the real self will take time to get to. But this, I think this is a contradiction. The real self takes no time to get, it's here. You see? And it is the most now. But we are feeling that our ego is the one that's really present and so it will take time to get to the, to the real thing. But the real thing is the thing which is present. And the unreal self is just appearing as though it is actual, but it, it is not. It's like you look at a book and you can only see the letters on it. You never see the, the plain paper in it. Because your eyes always just go to the pictures or to the, the, the text, you know. But uh, the, the, the page on which it is written... You, you don't see, you're not aware of it. This is good. Amen, amen, amen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, because I can see now there is always this kind of uh, something is not, something is not here yet, or something is missing. There's always something that. And, but now, but I can I can see that it just it's another thought in a sense. But why is it keep keep on like? Is there anything that should be more a firm seeing that will kind of flush this this? Yeah, there's a, the, the spirit in you doesn't have to follow words. The words are trying to are appearing to want to find the spirit. But the spirit is not trying to find the words. It is already there. It is aware of the words and even aware that uh, the words are persisting. The ideas and concepts are, are, are coming and going. But the spirit is not troubled by it. It is just there. This is the, this is the, the simplicity, you know. When I say that we're looking at a screen, we're looking at a screen, and there's a film on the screen. It is just going on. The film on the screen does not have any intention, although the people who make the film maybe was trying to use the film to, to, to touch you and to have certain effects on you. But the film showing on the screen have no desire. It's just, it's just there. No? And you watching it also, you're not directly affected by it, except when you create some relationship and start to identify with what you see and so on. Then through that correspondence, especially when it is charged with identity, then somehow you, 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 you seem to lose your... you become distracted from, from the unchanging self and you're getting caught up in all that traffic of, you know, of what's going on in there. But you can still see all of what's going on on, on the screen without identity and you don't feel like you've lost, you've lost yourself. In fact, everything is just another appearance inside the self. The self never runs out of space in which things can appear, you know? 
billions and billions of things can appear, but none of them can alter the self. And immediately you should know that, because I, it is to be proven any moment that as awareness, there's an awareness that all these things are coming and going, no matter how many things. A thought, what happens? You believe in the thought. The thought cannot believe in itself. You, it is you who believe in the thought. When you believe in the thought, that's a tremendous devotion. It's a tremendous power. You know, you believe in something, it becomes real for you. It's inside your consciousness. If you look at someone who is in a strong relationship of belief, you know, then you see that somehow there is something, there's a power in that. There's a power in that, you know, and it's, it's not necessarily truthful. One time I was in a, in a taxi in New York, I was taking a, a taxi in Manhattan, and then the driver, he was, um, it was a time when there was some violence was happening between, you know, it seemed like uh, some black people and uh, I don't remember which type it was, you know, maybe, let say it's a black and white thing. And I'm driving with this, taxi driver is driving. And every time he comes to a place, no? he co- ah, it was about, it was about Jews actually, because he was talking about the hats and things like that. He just has this very strong feeling that there's this, this collective conspiracy to, 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 to just try and demeanor black people or to, to, to oppress them. It's a very strong thing. So every time we go to a place, we keep seeing these people, and he goes, look, you see, he walked exactly in front. This is the point, and he's saying to me. You see, that's the point I was trying to tell you. Look, 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 he's doing it now. And this is just somebody walking across the road. But he thinks that this person is deliberately in a program to try and sabotage and to do something. And I can see the belief inside is so strong, and the rage, because he so strongly convinced himself that this thing is true. You see? Now, somebody who has similar mentality can, would say to me, but you see, man, you don't even understand. You're a foreigner. You don't even understand what's going on here. You understand? But I have to live with this every day. These people are oppressing me every day. And I can look and I see many, many other black people who are completely not touched by anything like that. But he is in the feeling that, you know, like we are all just being oppressed by these people because he's so alive in his mind. Now, how are you going to convince someone like that? You know, sometimes I wanted to say to him, brother, you know, I mean, like, uh, you know, how can you say this? And I have an exchange with him. But there's no space. Even when he's not speaking, his spirit is so antagonistic that if you just try to challenge, he will tell you, look, you're on their side. Now, how are you going to speak with someone like that? You cannot. You best just leave them. Take your taxi ride, get out, and just leave this man. You see? Now somebody may say, but why you should try? I said, no, no, I don't, my life don't work like that. Energetically in my heart, I know it's not the thing to do with this person. Unless you want to create more aggravation. Because in such, he's in such an exaggerated state of projection that he's completely blind by it. It's become a reality for him. And he just thinks that if you don't feel like him, you're just ignorant, you're just sleeping. Can you imagine? And he is not an exception to the rule. Everybody's in their little bubble. Some bubbles are more soft. Some bubbles are more kind of about, about later. Some bubbles are about, you know, tomorrow. Some bubbles are about last month. Some bubbles are just like, are just about the, the, your own self. You know, everyone is in their own little sleep machine. 
your own little mini, mini submarine moving around in the world, you know, looking like uh, you're open but not open. I can't say everybody's so tight because there are people who are coming out of that. They're coming out of that. Satsang is such a it's such a a space. Whether it is a Hindu satsang, a Christian satsang, a nun, a nun, <coughs> a religious satsang, whatever it is, every being is in satsang somehow because they are compelled to evolve and to come towards the Father. They have to do it. When you see these things, I am not saddened by them. In fact, to be honest, I am not saddened by it. Sudden. I don't feel sad about it. You know, you think, oh my God, you know, but you know, it's. Uh, you must be really sad about it. I met one boy from Nepal, you know, just a few weeks ago here in Satsang, yeah. And he, he was completely angry about it. You know, I've seen what you see. I know it's in my heart, and I see the people. They're just never going to get it, and you know, I can see them. You know, they ask this question, I'm never going to get. It. I said, listen, you need to relax. You have not seen it. Because if you've seen it, you've not finished your seeing because you're all entangled in it. I'm not so sad about it, not deeply. I can say that sometimes, I'm a bit saddened by things. I do feel pain. I do feel, you know, a sickening feeling inside when I see injustices and, you know, ignorance. I see it. But it doesn't stay with me. It cannot stay. My energy is not lost there. It's not spent there. My energy is spent on just uh, letting the light of truth shine. Let them come. Let the people who feel something, if they resonate with that, then take it. If not, it's okay also. It's not my business. I don't have a business. It's my joy to do that. And I see the presence of God in, every, in everything, even in the most painful things. This is my good fortune. You cannot spend your life just trying to clean yourself of every single unpleasant feelings. Because the unpleasant feelings are not real. You know, it's like you're trying to get rid of something that's not really real. So you cannot get rid of it until you wake up to its unreality. Because it will keep on coming because of your belief. It will keep on coming, you know. And it's in the body. It's not the way, it's not the, way the, truth, uh, the truth can be realized in that way. You know, like for myself, I notice, no, that very often when I go on top of a very, a very high building, mm-hmm. I feel very strong feeling of I don't know what they call this feeling, a vertigo mm-hmm. or something or whatever <laughs> like that. And it feels like I don't know where I would have come to feel like that. That must have been in some experience along this line here, either in some life, I must have fallen to my death or something. Something um, have happened like that. Because it just has a strong feeling. Now, do I need to get rid of this feeling? I don't feel I need to get rid of it. I see that it belongs to something there. And uh, it's got nothing to do with my awareness. It's kind of there. Now, I can say that I would really try to get rid of it, to really, you know, to get rid of this thing. But it doesn't block my awareness. And you can say that... uh, to, to try so hard is to give this physical life too much importance. My focus is to know what I am 
and to share from that I am less and, and beyond. You see, otherwise you're going to see many things you, know, you feel that you didn't put there. And you can, of course you can work on them. There are, there, are other, there are therapies and so on, also created by consciousness, somehow, to, to, to work on these things and to become people are feeling shy in themselves. They want to stop being shy. Does their shyness stop them from finding the truth? Not at all. Nothing stops you from finding the truth. But if you think it does, it will seem like it stops you from finding the truth. Maharaj says, Yes, Maharaj says, No, I leave my human nature to unfold according to its destiny. I remain as I am. You see? It's the same thing. Some things are going to be there, some idiosyncrasies and so on. Some of them needs to be worked on. But the spirit will guide you. The spirit guides it. You know? Something that feels like power is there to look at them and to wash them away. And other things it seems to ignore. Now you may say, but you know, you helped me to do this, but why do you leave this with me? I say, don't, don't question God. Just live with that. Maybe this is still going to have something to teach you, to help you. Your pains and sufferings still have a role to play in your life because who knows, maybe they stop you from becoming arrogant. I don't know. You cannot understand these things completely. But I would like to encourage you not to put so much emphasis on trying to clean, you know, your uh, transient existence. Clean what needs to be cleaned. Because some things you think you need to clean are just things you picked up in the life. Don't waste time. Focus upon the being, upon the self. Stay as the self. Hmm? And then if the part that the self wishes to clean the dynamic uh, area, it will do it. Don't worry for that. Because there's no such thing as a perfect person or a perfect personality. It's just not where perfection lives, you know. If there were perfect personalities, we would not want to leave your personality. And perfect personality is just an illusion. It's just a made-up thing that the, 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 the self creates for a, a duration. If, when you say the self, for me it means not engaging with the, with the transient, with the, with the mind. Yes. That's yes. Actually, the one who wants to work on cleaning their terrestrial existence, their daily existence, uh, is itself a mixture of ego and presence. It is that that wants to do it, and it is also it, it it's sucking up time. Also, it put is putting the attention in the wrong area. But most people, that's where their attention go. They invest a lot of energy to try and clean up their act. I think it's okay, you know, it's, you have to do it for a while. But at the later stage, you see that that's not really that important. Put your attention more on what observes all of that and see if that which observes all of that is different from you. See if your being is less when it is centered in awareness than when it is centered in the person. Feel it, you have to use it. No? Is your being, you know, more real when it is centered in the name of a person or when it is centered in awareness. You can observe. You see? And if you say, okay, when, when I'm in the person, I feel more real. Or what do you mean by real? Because I can feel things more. I can see what people are thinking. That's very unreal. That's very unstable ground. But when you experience the I as awareness itself, you see that, wait a minute, all these things about, you know, fixing this, fixing that, they become very small, very weak. Very weak, like this. This is small change. 
You don't need to worry about that. So you just stay in the truth. And that's where your conviction will be. That, uh, yeah, actually, I used to feel that it was important uh, to make my life squeaky clean. But I see that I got a very, very clean house, but I still was uh, in a state of uh, ignorance. You see? Another one say, well, you know, like my life, I don't know what it is, it's a bit messy. But it doesn't matter because I know I'm not that. And they're not just saying it out of cleverness. They, they've, they've seen it. The one who sees it and the one who only says it, they're very different in their vibration. The one who sees it, when you're in their presence, you feel the, the authenticity of what they're saying. The one who only says it when they say it, you feel irritable. Because they're saying something that sounds true, but the presence is irritable, like creepy crawly, it's, it's itching. You know, you can't be with them. They're not true, you see. These are the very, I would say, very important insights to remind people about in their, you know, because everything just help you to free up yourself, stop carrying these heavy, heavy luggage of useless things. Let's drop them. And you see, you can drop them right now. So you don't have to save up and make arrangements to drop them later. Because they're not real. Suppose, you know, you've been carrying around this bag on your back for a long time. You know, thinking that, you know, it was, you know, it was full of, you know, sort of, uh, uh, you know, potatoes. And then, uh, you know, one time you open up the bag and uh, you, you, the person says, Oh, your bags have a look. He said, No, don't put, there must not light go on them. Don't let light go on them. Said, well, no, t- just take a look, open it up. You know, I don't want to. And he opens it up, and what he finds is there. Everything is rotten. Or it's a bag full of, you know, of, uh, of horse shit. You've been carrying this thing all your life. Then he oh, say, Okay, oh, fine. Oh. All right, we're taking a look. You've seen now. Carry on. <laughs> you won't want to carry it any further.